Uh, good morning. Hey, today uh, we're going to do something a little different than we have in the past, and uh, so it's been a little, uh, made me a little more nervous just as I've prepared and kind of prayed about this process. And we're going to really, it's much more of a church family message, uh, kind of more of a, a sense of where we are as a church and where we're going as this local church. And, uh, and so uh, it's really this process that we've been engaged in for quite a while, and I'm just kind of excited to share it with you and, and see what God does um, in your lives uh, as we let this land. You know, we had a desire really to uh, put together a vision, and uh, so we began last, I think, last spring, really, uh, way before uh, I left for, uh, for Rochester for vacation, and we... Uh, we uh, kind of got together a team as led by Brian Rice, put together a 2020 vision, and so we just have an opportunity to kind of share that today. And I think it's, a, it's a quite a process, and it's been a good adventure, and I, I uh, am excited to just kind of see how it, how it lands for each of you. I know most of you come here this morning, and you're kind of worried about, what are we going to do if Pastor Mike dies, right? It's kind of on everybody's heart today, um, and, and I'm just kidding, because Mike is fine, Okay, so don't, don't get any ideas, uh, but Pastor Mike's been here for, you know, 26, 7, 8 years, and he's involved in a lot of things, and uh, immediately that makes us think, wow, if something happens to Mike, what are we going to do? And, and the truth is, it's, it's really not Mike's church, uh, it really is Christ's church, and, uh, and so guess what, some of you will pick up some parts of his job, others will pick up other parts of his job. The, uh, the board will decide we have to hire someone to do certain parts of his job, okay? And the, and, and the reality is most of you have not even thought about that, maybe, but more so what happens with Steve, you know, as we're dealing with this cancer. And, and so, like, for me, I'm okay with cancer, as most of you have heard and learned by now, um, but I really don't know that our church necessarily is. And I think it's important for us to be okay with this because we all are in this process of dying. And the death is, is fine because we know that we go to heaven, but the process of dying can be interesting. And uh, who knows how, how fast that is or, or how long that is, uh, whether the Lord has me here for this year or for 15 more years, only he knows. Uh, but uh, we all have to kind of take it on and realize that this is Christ's church. Uh, Jesus Christ builds the church, and it, it revolves around him and not around any one person. I hopefully today can kind of communicate that we have a lot of leaders serving, and, uh, and God is just fine with his church. The vision, if you, uh, if you have your, your um, got a bol- uh, bulletin, if you didn't, you might want to grab one, but but the yellow is the vision. It's kind of got a lot of material in there. And, uh, and then there's kind of this color, which is, I don't even know how to describe this color. Uh, but uh, it's like a, kind of a chemo color, I guess. It's, <laughs> I, I, but anyway, it's in there. And, uh, and so that's there. And, uh, but that's just kind of the, the outline of where we're going to go. And, and I just want you to kind of to catch that our vision really hasn't changed for years. Our desire really is to be a community that lives out this amazing grace message uh, in our daily walk. So we want to connect people with Christ. They discover this growing relationship with him. And, you know, that's not like this little marketable statement. But if you look at our bulletins, it's said for years, living out Christ in us. And that is really our heart's desire is that we would be a body uh, living out Christ in us. It hasn't changed really (laughs) 
uh, for years. Okay, that's our desire, is that every single one of you who know Jesus Christ as your Savior would just live that out in your lives. And it's maybe not marketable, but it's life. It's the reality of life. It's really what life is all about, is living out Christ. I have been crucified with Christ and no longer live, Paul says in Galatians 2.20, right? But Christ lives in me. And so the life I live in the body, in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You see, that's the, the essence of life, is to allow Christ to live through us. And, and when we grasp what really happened um, at that moment when, when, we, when we trusted Christ, when Christ came into our lives... He actually came into our lives, and he took our old self, and he exchanged his life for our life, and we are new creatures in Christ. And not only do we have a Savior, but we have a life source that we can depend on him moment by moment, day by day, in every area of our life. And so that's our desire, is that we would live out Christ in us. Our mission really is given by Christ to create disciples. Create disciples. And so for years, you've heard us say we want to be a discipleship center. And, and really, the words that we use are like experience God, embrace his grace, and engage. To us, that's a picture of a disciple. Uh, we get to experience God in an intimate way. We get to understand the some sense, which we never totally understand, this message of his grace. How can he possibly pour his grace on me that I don't deserve? And then we have this opportunity to engage wherever Christ lives thus living out Christ in us. And so you get this picture, really, of our desire and where we're going, and that's kind of the big ideas that really uh, focus us on everything else that happens. And our values are grace and truth and relationship and unity and relevance. Um, if you go online to rimrockchurch.com, we did a series on core values, and that's on there as well. And so as we came together as a team and as we've really developed this, uh, we desire to live out Christ in us in, in the following five areas. And I'm just going to kind of catch the, the highlights, hopefully, but uh, it's there. Um, and the first area is as a church. Uh, Brian calls these the five C's, but we want to live out Christ in us as a church. Why? Because as believers, you are the church. So often we think of this building as the church. This is a building, okay? It can burn down tomorrow, and it really doesn't affect God's church at all. It's just a place we come and meet. Uh, we as believers of the church, and Christ is the head of his church, and we want to live that out. And I love Christ's church. I love Christ's church, okay? It's his church. It's not mine. It's his church, and Jesus told Peter that upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. That's in Matthew 16, 18. And there's debate about that, but the rock is that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. He's going to build his church, you and I, on that truth. And nothing will slow him down, and nothing will get in his way. He will build his church. And so we want to live out Christ in us as a church. We want to be people of the word. Of course, Jesus is a living word. And, and as we're walking in Christ and in the spirit, we'll never violate his written word. Rimrock is simply a place we gather, we train, we learn, we grow, we worship together. But you are his ministers, uh, not the paid staff. We're also his ministers, but you're the ministers of this church. And so often we lose sight of that, but we really want to see... Christ ministers minister. 
in your neighborhoods and in your communities and in your schools and in your workplaces. That's really the mission field. You're ministers of his church. And so what qualifies you to be a minister? 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 through 31 kind of tells you what you need to be a minister. And that's up there, New American Standard, which I usually use. I'll just read it in the NLT. But it says, This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans. And God's weakness is stronger than the greatest human strength. Remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Instead, God chose the things of this this world considers foolish in order to shame those who think they're wise. And God chose the things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. And God chose the things despised by the world, the things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring nothing what the world considers important. And as a result, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God, and he made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Therefore, as the scriptures say, if you want to boast, boast only in the Lord. Father, we come to you this morning, and I pray that that would be our boast. I pray that we would leave thinking about Jesus Christ, not about ourselves, that you would be exalted, that you would be lifted on high, that, uh, that uh, you would just get glory through our time together. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You know, uh, when I was praying about taking on this role, um, oh, this is our ninth year now, <laughs> But Pat, who's like the encourager, right? Pat's always the encourager. And, and, and he told me that this is what qualified me for this role, okay? And so I read this carefully. Um, fool, foolish, powerless, despised, nothing. Always an encourager. It's like, <laughs> you really have nothing to offer. That's where you're perfect for this, Okay. And, uh, and, and yet I think that's the essence of, of this, is that brokenness is what qualifies us for ministry, um, not giftedness. It's brokenness. It's a sense of surrender. It's a sense of, I need you, God. I need Christ to live through me or I will fail. Jesus Christ cha- trained a team of leaders. He's the only star. And you're all on the team, but he's the only star. And, and you wonder how shepherds feed their sheep. You know, John Stott writes a lot about this. And, and unless they're sick and they really have a need and they get some special attention, you know how shepherds feed their sheep? They don't. They don't. They lead them to green pastures. They lead them beside quiet waters. And the sheep feed themselves. You see, that's the essence of this role is to point people to Christ, to point people to his word. And, and God has placed you here as a perfect part of his plan, of his church at this season. And you as believers are in ministry. Some may be in the legal ministry or the medical ministry or the educational ministry or the construction ministry or the sales ministry. Maybe a service ministry or social ministry, right? But you're in ministry. How's it going? See, we desire the church and the unchurched to be welcomed at Rimrock. 
All of these things are what we desire for this church. The body at Rimrock is that Christ would live through us. Second, we desire that Christ would live through us, that we would be able to live out Christ in us with children and the youth that come in contact with this place. We want to model independent, we want to model this dependent um, kind of attitude and a sense of surrender of our Savior to our children. Why? Because that's really the only way to live. And mostly our children and our youth are taught that the whole thing about this world is to become self-sufficient, to pull it all off on your own. And, and there's a whole other way um, that Christ teaches, and it's to be dependent on him and to surrender to him and rest in him and trust him. And so we want to teach the truth about the word of God. We want to equip the parents to be able to pass that on to their children. We want them to get the grace and truth message that, that's, that's relevant because you know what? Our God is always relevant. God does not become uh, ever um, not the center. He's always relevant, no matter the generation. So we don't have to try and think of creative ways to make the creator relevant. He is relevant. And we really desire for the unchurched as well as the church um, to, to engage in that. The third C, really, that we really desire to live out Christ in us is through compassion. And that's displaying Christ's love and mercy to our church family, our community, as well as to the world. And you think, why would we want to do that? Well, because living out Christ in us, we will be compassionate because we have a compassionate God. And we desire to live out that compassion in our world, combining love and action, kind of striving to be a voice for those who don't have a voice, caring about social justice. We want to be Christians in action. We want to allow Christ to love through us. Compassion kind of has that as root kind of to suffer with, right? To, to, to want to help, to be engaged and and uh, God suffers with those who are in pain and those who are hurting. It's this gentle, loving sense. And why should we have compassion in those world in our world who are hurting? Because Christ lives in us, and He has compassion on them. In the book of Isaiah, chapter one, verse seventeen and eighteen, it says, "Learn to do good, seek justice, reprove the ruthless." Defend the orphans. Plead for the widow. So he's given us this list of things, okay? Seek to do good. And we've seen that really only God is truly good. But learn to do good. Seek justice. Seek what's right. Reprove the ruthless. Defend the orphans. Plead for the widow. And then he says, right then, come now, let us reason together. Says the Lord, though your sins are as scarlet, they'll be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they will be like wool. That word crimson is from... The worm that would create the indelible dye when it was crushed, right? And so even though our sins are indelible, apart from Christ, we become white and pure as Christ in us because of his sacrifice and his rising from the dead. And because of that, we can pursue him and rest in him. And as he lives through us, it's amazing how compassionate we can be for those around us who are hurting, who need a hand up. And as we learn to surrender to him and he lives through us, guess what? He shines through us. So we desire to live out Christ in us by being compassionate. We want to love the, the unchurched for Christ's sake. God, believers, you're not the judge. God didn't give us that role. 
The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts of sin. If we just step back and let him, it's amazing what he does. And we have the opportunity to just point people to Christ. Let's reason together. Our sins were a scarlet. Now they're white as snow. Not because of anything we've done, because of what Christ has done. Our opportunity is to point people to him. We desire to, to provide opportunities for crisis care discipleship. We're blessed in this, in this congregation to have people who are able to come alongside you and help when we get off. You know, I, I feel like my role as a, as a pastor is really to point people to Christ. And uh, as we come together, we gather together, our focus is on him. And there's certain times in our lives when we get so distracted, we go through so many struggles, we can't really focus on him. And so we need some help to kind of sort things out so we can kind of get back on track. It's not that we ever have it together, but there's certain times in our lives that are really crisis and we need help. We want to provide opportunities for that. We want to provide small group opportunities where people can grow together in a community to serve and to worship and to grow. They have their own mini churches. We have community groups. We have connection points all over. It's a wonderful opportunity, but we can get better at small groups and assimilating people into small groups. We want to go across all demographics. That's what I love about the church. The church is not young, and the church is not old. It's both. And really focus on the families and the young adults, which we do relatively well. But I think we can really have an opportunity to improve the ministry to singles and the ministry to seniors, which is a growing demographic. And, uh, and we really want to focus on all those things and have all those people and really have compassion as Christ does. Fourth, we want to uh, live out Christ in us with our commitment. We want to raise the commitment to Christ. And, and I think that the essence of that, we lose, we think that means let's suck it up and really get better. But really, it, it's about humbly surrendering to him. You want to raise your commitment to Christ? Surrender to him. Why? Because that's really the essence of commitment to Christ. We surrender to him and we trust him. And we allow him to live his life through us. We're going to be committed to teaching the Bible. We're going to be committed to discipleship and a path for people to to grow in their walk of surrender. We really want to create a leadership path and a path for interns that we can have this internal leadership uh, develop. We want to see people increase their engagement, their partnership in their church to really discover your spiritual gifts. Uh, It's amazing how when you discover your gifts and you just live it out, how joyous it is to be in ministry and how frustrating it can be when you try and fit into a slot that doesn't fit your giftedness and you're trying to be what someone else should be. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, there are a variety of gifts, the same Spirit. There are varieties of ministries, the same Lord. There are varieties of effect, the same God who works all things in all persons. But to each one is given a manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. What's your gift? What part of the body has God called you to? Where has he placed you? It's his church. You're part of his church. A critical part. What's your gift? Where do you feel his pleasure? 
if you need help unraveling that, catch me. Catch someone, one of the elders. Catch the staff, and we'll work with that with you because it's so freeing when we can figure out our roles. We desire to increase stewardship. And, and really, it, it, we're going to look at that over the next couple of weeks. We're, gonna, we're looking at Joseph and how we engage culture. And, and Bill's going to take a couple of weeks and just look specifically at finances and how this is all God's stewardship. It's all God's. And how does that apply to us? As Joseph really took on the, the economy of Egypt in his day, um, this is all God's. And how can we live that out? And where does that set us free? The fifth C that we're going to look at and is really that we desire to live out Christ in us is our vision is in the community. And to reach out from into the Black Hills and, and beyond. And, and why? Because Christ does that. He, he moves through us and he impacts people all over the world. So we're committed to reaching those who are unchurched for Christ's sake. And guess what? Only God can do that. Only God can give life. Only God can change a life. And we can just point people to him. We can just walk across the room and live our lives and, and explain why we have joy, why we have hope, why we have peace going through our different trials. We desire to really impact this area, Highway 44, where God has placed this church. We desire to allow Christ to live through us in the community, in the outreach ministries with the homeless and with the jail and with the re- recovering with the victims of violence and those who are abused, with the at-risk youth and those who are struggling through unwanted pregnancies and physical struggles and, and, and uh, emotional struggles and those who need financial help, those really who are struggling for a season, as well as those within the body. We have living out love, which really is rim rockers coming alongside each other, and the stories are incredible. Even this week, uh, we were told a story about how just a whole pile of rim rockers showed up and helped a guy with his house so he could, was able to adopt uh, his son. Couldn't have done it without him. We desire to increase our physical presence in the Rapid City area, including the possibility of another satellite location. And we'll apply that right now. The ministry board decided to go to two services on Sunday at 9 and 10.30. Uh, and that'll begin February 14th. So on Valentine's Day, all you guys show up here at 8 o'clock. You'll get to hear the worship team practice. Okay? And that's, that's not a bad thing. They'll be excited. Uh, but we're going to do two services at 9 and 10.30. And really, the reasons are many, but this provides the most effective worship services for our location. And it really enhances the community of our church because it allows us to connect with each other between services and before and after services. It really maximizes our location. Uh, so it's a challenge for us to park in the meadow and allow the upstairs or the up, upper parking lots for visitors. And it also allows us the possibility to take advantages for growth to other venues in our community as God provides, whether it's west side or downtown. But it gives us opportunities to really grow together and to take advantage of where God leads. We really want to live out Christ in us in the exchange downtown, be a part of the community downtown. It's amazing all the things going on there. Also, to really maximize this present campus. It's an absolutely beautiful place in the Black Hills. How do we, how do we use this uh, every day throughout the year? And we'll talk about some of those things. We also want to live out Christ through us, through our missions, 
It's a way for us to see God impact the world through us. We have from ISI right here to missionaries across the world, as well as the online ministries, which uh, it's phenomenal when you see how many people have been reached uh, through the online ministries. Levi was giving me information uh, a few months ago about the, the numbers, and it's, it's staggering, really, how many people catch what's going on online. You see, God uses us beyond the confines of our locations. So here in the last few minutes, I really want you to apply this to you. And why is because um, Christ lives in you. He lives in you. And this really isn't about me. Um, It's about you. And about every single one of us and allowing Christ to live through us. Um, I was getting advice from people over the last several months um, and really seeking wisdom from a lot of people who I just trust, think biblically, and just a lot of people, and it's been really good for me. And uh, one of my dear friends who's an elder um, in the biblical sense of the word, without a doubt, said, please give us the privilege of serving during this season. Give us the privilege of serving during this season. See, Christ lives in us. Allow us to serve. And there's a number of leaders at Rimrock across the board that often you don't see, except for they're in their own sphere of ministry, but they're just ministering. And it's very freeing. But we have been rescued, we have been saved, we have been redeemed to allow God to point others to him, the Redeemer. The Holy Spirit is the one who convicts of sin. You can take that off your shoulders. We don't have to be the judge. We can just point people to Christ. And I think the question we really need to ask ourselves is what are we really willing to risk to live the Christian life? And that's a big challenge for Americans. What are you willing to risk? You see, we like to think we're safe, we like to think we're in control. And we kind of hate to risk beyond that. You know, I don't want to screw up my safety. I don't want to mess up what I think is my control and my security. But when we surrender to Christ, everything changes. And all of a sudden we realize that God is really good. And he really has good plans for us. And he really is in control. And we really are free when we surrender, when we give that up. And who knows where he leads us as he lives through us. One of my favorite sections of scripture is John. and John chapter 3 verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it. You don't know where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone born of the Spirit? Jesus said. I love sitting in the trees in the forest. Watching them move as the wind moves. Thinking, God, I don't know where that's coming from or where that's going. And that's exactly how you operate in my life and the life of every single believer. And the fascinating thing about wind is it extinguishes a flame on a candle. But it also energizes a fire. Wind does both, right? It'll extinguish a flame on a candle and it'll energize a fire. And so as we, as we land this thing, as you think about what God puts on your heart for his church and your role, it may be that he's extinguishing flames. 
things that you're engaged in that you shouldn't be. Step out. Because there's nothing more incredible than being part of that fire that he really energizes. So I don't know where God will lead you. Some may get into certain ministries. Some may jump out, and that's fine with me. But as we walk into this year and beyond, we're just seeking the Lord's direction in these areas, and and this is not an exclusive list, but if you go to kind of the back middle part there, and there's a list of things that we have put together as a team um, for you to pray about. And and I, I just want you to really pray about if one of these teams captures you. And I'll tell you how you can get involved here in a moment. But we're praying about a team to continue to develop and enhance the praise and worship ministry at Rimrock. Um, You know, Tom's done a great job of leading this ministry for years. And we just have a desire to expand it, to include more gifted people, to allow us to really make worship a way of life, to include drama into the mornings and allow more people to do it and and, um, different gifting, and as well as really finding the next worship leader. And my desire, of course, would be that Tom would get to disciple that person and come alongside that person. But uh, it's just uh, something that I think is critical for us to look forward in the next years. Um, I've been really preaching to our staff for the last three or four years. We need to replace ourselves. That includes myself. We actually have five members of the preaching team. There's five of us. And I'm sure always open for more, just looking for opportunities. And I think that's how we should all be in ministry because it's not my church. Okay? I love Christ's church, and I love what he's doing. And it's good, and it's amazing. So if God puts on your heart the worship team, and that's what's on your heart, and you're interested in just really praying about that and how we can go forward with that, jump in. We're looking for a team to continue to develop and enhance the small group ministry at Rimrock. You know, a community our age, we're more than 30 years old now as a, as a, a local church, and guess what? We become comfortable. And we end up with lots of programs that are good that you all like, some of them. And to get rid of any program is a challenge because it really impacted someone sometime, or does someone sometime. And they're good, okay? We end up with lots of friends, and that's good. We end up with lots of connections, and that's good. But uh, it's a challenge to continue to look out. You see, that's why most of the growth in, in churches in America comes from church plants, because their focus is not on themselves. It's on those who aren't here yet. And it's this constant kind of challenge to look out when you realize that you're the ministers of Christ Church. And on Sunday morning, if I'm the one who happens to meet Dave and Dave's new, my instinct here, because we have a lot of programs and a lot of people involved and a big staff, is to say, man, I've got to introduce Dave to someone on the staff. Okay? To help him connect. But if I'm the minister, and God has placed me in the opportunity to meet Dave, then I can invite him to my small group. I can invite him into my world. I can show him what's going on with the different connection points here. I can take it on myself to say, wow, God, you've given me a purpose here in your church. And it's to introduce Dave to this community. And that takes a huge paradigm shift for us as a church to put it back on to you and me individually. But I think that's a critical thing for us to go forward, 
to really be able to develop the small group ministry and invite people into the world. We're praying that we would have a team to develop and implement a leadership development program and an internship program internally. We're praying that we would continue to develop leaders here. And, uh, and I am so blessed that I was in a pastoral internship with Rob Graham. He just, we just met together, studied his favorite things. He gave me a section of the church to pastor years ago. That was awesome. Just a blessing. And so I just trust that God can do that again. And he can use interns with that. And he can use the leaders here with that. We're praying for a team that's focused on the end church and really reaching those outside our community at Rimrock. Intentional. How do we reach out? We're praying for a team to develop and maximize this physical property here for services as well as for training opportunities. It's beautiful and we're blessed. It's paid for. It's awesome. So how do we use this for Christ's sake? You know, one of the suggestions is we make it a training center and we build out there and we put apartments out over the parking lot and, and uh, we have uh, interns here and we have classes here all through the week. Make it a real Bible training destination. If you're interested in those kind of things, jump in. We're praying for a team to develop initiatives that facilitate opportunities for the church to engage in social justice issues in our community. How can we be a voice to the voiceless? How can we help our community prosper, really? We want to see our community prosper for Christ's sake. We want to live out Christ in us with those who need um, help, as we all do at different times, in different ways. We're praying for a team to develop ways to impact Highway 44 in this corridor with the gospel. This is where God has placed us. If your heart's in this neighborhood, jump in. We're praying for a team to develop the ministries of prayer within our church. How can we have regular prayer times? How can we find places set aside for prayer? How can we encourage the body to bring prayer requests that will be prayed for? And I, and I want to thank you, first of all, because Marcia and I are so peaceful and so blessed because of your prayers. We've gotten to experience the beauty of the body in prayer. And I know my wife is just this prayer warrior, and without her, I, I would be nowhere. Uh, we're a good team. And so I so appreciate the desire for prayer and the passion for prayer and the power of prayer. So how do we really make that a part of our church? How do we let every person who's here know that there's someone who will pray for them? Not counsel them, pray for them. Okay, it's a different, different role. How do we set aside times for that? We've thought before about adding out and covering up that whole outside balcony and just making that a greeting area where people can come in and get prayer and families can gather for funerals and weddings. Who knows what God wants to do? We're praying for a team to develop the Discover Path so that everybody has an opportunity to be discipled in the grace message. We have first steps. We have base camp. We have Discover Discipleship opportunities. How do we, how do we get everyone to have the opportunity to go through that? We're praying for a team to look for opportunities regarding other worship venues in the community, as I said, including the possibility of a west side location or expanded possibilities downtown. And as I said, we're two services on the 14th just to maximize our location here. But, you know, um, uh, I was looking at my old prayer book, and in May 28, 1998, I started praying to plant a church on the west side of town. Sheridan Lake Road. Yeah, that's 98. Okay, that's a long time ago. And, uh, and so it's not like this new idea. For a long time, I felt like there's an incredible opportunity to, to teach the grace message on the west side of town. 
a team to focus on ministering to adults across all demographics, as we talked about, a team of leaders to consider this long-range capital fund at Rimrock, putting us in a position to expand ministry as he leads. We've never been very intentional about that. Why not? People spend 30 years going to a church and they give money to their college because their church doesn't really provide the opportunities for that to happen. Just praying for a team if that grabs you. It's not an exclusive list, okay? Uh, We're just trying to spell out some potential opportunities so when God brings them across our faces, we know where we want to invest. So let's land this thing and, and take a few minutes here and make this practical. Why do we want to do this? Why do we want to have a a vision going forward? Um, Because we want to be a people who lives out Christ in us. That's as simple as that. So how does God want to do that through you? And I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond right now. Uh, On the very back of this page, there's a place that you can just um, partner with Rimrock, put out your name, email, phone number on there, and just write the certain area. If there's one of these areas that just intrigues you. And um, um, the other way you can do it is is we've listed the elders at the top, not the staff, intentionally, the elders. And you can touch base with one of these guys. Actually, who's here? Lynn and Dave. Well, you guys want to just... Dave Karp's here. Dave, you guys want to just raise your hand or something so everybody knows? Like, there's... Is there any other elders here this morning? George, No. And, and they're through all these services. But if you want to just catch, touch base with one of those guys you know or give them a call or something, email them, that's fine. But basically the way that I want this to go is that I would love this to just be driven by you, the church, not by the staff. And so I would love you to touch base with those people or else put just write your name and drop it in a basket. And what I'm going to do is just gather the responses from the leaders, just going to ask them to email them to me or to touch base with me, and I will put together the teams and just pick a leader for the teams and send it back to you. And then you guys can gather whenever you want, however you decide, and you decide where it should go. And then just let us know. You can report it back to me, and then we'll get the staff and the board involved at the appropriate time, and we'll implement things that we can as God leads. But it's purely just driven by Christ living in you. It's your church, okay? It's his church. You're part of it. You're the church. And so what does he want you to do? And honestly, it's not a guilt thing. It's not a trying to get you to do more things. Um, It's honestly just trying to say, God, what do you want with my life? I'm yours. And you know, you might walk out of here and say, none of these things interest me. God's calling me to something totally different. Be well. That's perfectly fine. And, uh, and so just really follow the Spirit. So let's just take a minute, and, and you guys can look through the list, and we'll just pray. And, but i just like to give us a, a, just a minute to just reflect, and then I'll just close this in prayer.
Will you guys please stand? And we'll just close in prayer. Father, I, uh, I just thank you for your church. And I thank you that um, it's not my church, it's yours. And I freely open my hands to you. And I thank you, God, that you have brought your leaders together. And you know exactly what we need to go forward. To impact this world for Christ's sake, however that looks. You know, God. So I pray for each of us here right now. I pray that you would just um, speak personally intimately through your spirit through your power to each one and and i pray god that you would that you would show us the areas of our life that need to be extinguished as the flame on the candle and the area of our lives that can just be energized as fire by your spirit that's our desire father we just want to live out christ in us we just want to be surrendered to you and use us however you desire. And we just thank you for the privilege of bringing us together in this community that you call Rimrock and allowing us just to experience you and experience your grace and allowing us to just engage as you lead. Thanks so much for each person here. Thanks that you have a plan for your church. And I pray that you would just make it clear to us and let us walk it out. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you all. There's a place in the back you can drop off things if you want. Otherwise, touch base.